Amen. Open your Bibles, if you would, Proverbs chapter number 19. Appreciate y'all being here. It'd be no fun if I was just preaching to myself. I pray it's a blessing to you. It's a blessing to me. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse number 20 says, Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in the latter end. You know what you got to do? And I've preached this before. You got to listen. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You got to listen. And preach it before on the, on the seed. We all know the parable of the seed of the sower. You got to, you got to, it's where you receive it. You got to receive that word on good ground in your heart. Some of these things in this Bible are going to offend you. You got sin in your life. Everybody's a sinner. Everyone. If you say you haven't sinned, you're a liar. That's offensive. And I'm getting ready to read that scripture. I'm just not making it up. That's offensive. But you got to receive it. You got to receive it in your heart. Why? That thou mayest be wise in the latter end. You know, when I was a kid, I knew everything. Just ask my dad. He'd say, Michael, why don't you go do this? I said, well, you know, do this, do this, do this. I said, oh, I know, I know, I know. I know. Isn't that a kid's favorite saying? I know. That's my favorite saying. I know. But can I tell you something now that I'm a little older, getting close to 50? A lot of things I don't know. And I certainly didn't. Know, I know a lot more than I did when I was 16, 14. 15 when I was locked up when I thought I knew everything and I still wasn't doing what I was supposed to wasn't saved didn't get saved till I was 28 it's for you new people you know got saved later in life no I didn't know everything but that Bible says hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in the latter end turn over there to the book of first John chapter number five you know, I've always kind of read through First John, and I, it's been a little while since I, I, I've read it. I've just quoted script, portions of the Scripture from it. pastor's been going through it, and he said something that kind of just struck. And I was reading through my Proverbs, and it just kind of lined up with it too. But as you're reading through First John, he says, My little children, know ye this? And then he says, My little children, I know this. And if you know, we know, you know, and there's different, different versions of that 26 times. 26 times. It's kind of humorous. I mean, a little bit. It really is. But the more I read through it, I mean, as, as I can say it's humorous up here, it's, it's pretty serious. God wants you to know some things. That's what he is. It's, I mean, it's really that simple. God wants you to know. So when, you're standing up there at the judgment seat. He says, you know. You know. I want, and I want to know God. I mean, you know, you know what book in the Bible has the phrase that they may know that I am the Lord and different versions of that. What book has that? Now, with that kind of saying, and they may know that I am the Lord, you would think you're going to know something about that person. 
That's common sense. I got an eighth grade education. Would you agree with me on that? You know what book has it the most? It's crazy. Ezekiel. Ezekiel's so hard to read. (laughs) Is it? You can find out an awful lot about God in that book. You can find out what He knows. You can find out what He likes. You can find out what He doesn't like. And you'll know an awful lot about God. You will know. God does not like idolatry. You'll find that's a key point in Ezekiel. I'm kind of sidetracking. I apologize, but First John chapter number five, and it says, "And we." And I'm sorry, First John chapter five and verse number twenty. It says, "And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us understanding that we may know Him." That is true, and we are in Him that is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. You know what? You can know God. That He came to this earth, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, contrary to what other people say. And He helped and healed about as many as you can read about. John said the miracles can't even, the books couldn't even, you can't, there's not even enough books to contain the miracles that He's done. I mean, he healed the lepers. He healed blind people. He cast out demons of everybody. And anybody who ever wants to call upon his name shall be saved. That's right. I mean, he died on the cross, crucified willingly for our sins, for my sin. And he buried again. He rose on the third day. And all you got to do is call upon him and you will be saved. You know what John says? Turn over there to John chapter, and I'm sorry, just first John chapter one. Kind of go back and forth. We're just kind of stay right here in, in first John. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard. You know what? John physically heard him. I mean, he was walking around with God. I mean, can you imagine that? Just walking around with him. Hearing his instruction. Receiving his instruction. That which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. He's seen Jesus Christ in the flesh. Man, I start getting emotional sometimes just thinking about that. And when I'm driving down the road singing songs about just seeing him up in glory, what a day that's going to be. I mean, his eyes being in front of his presence. And just seeing the one who died for me and just helped me all through life when I had no hope. Just seeing his, seeing his face. But John seen him. Which we have looked upon and our hands have handled. I mean, he touched God. Literally. And handled of the word of life. You know what? You can do the same. Everybody says, you know, they got to do that. You know what? That They didn't have the book we got. I mean, I know that somebody's going to say it up there when you get to heaven. You guys had a book at least. <laughs> I, you know it's coming. I haven't heard that before. You guys had a book. <laughs> you know? We, we wrote it for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're without excuse. Amen. God is good. You know, we're missing some of this today, though. 
which we have heard and have seen with our eyes, which we have handled of the word of life. And this is verse number three. That which we, and let's just go, for the life that was manifested, verse number two, and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. You know, I heard that word already mentioned in Sunday school, fellowship. You know, fellowship with God is important. Fellowship with the brethren is important. Most of this chapter is written about fellowship with God and fellowship with the brethren. I mean, majority of all of it. And it says, if you do this, you're going to know. And if you're not, then you're over here. Know this. Over 26 different times. Love God. Love your neighbor. Verse number 4, that these things we write unto you that your joy may be full. Man, I like having joy that's full. Looking over at Brother Chris, smiling right now. His joy, full in the time of trial. Looking at these people around here that just been through some stuff that I ain't never been through. And you know what they got? They got joy. Joy that the world ain't got. You know what? You might have a little bit of happiness, but it's not going to last. You, unless you got joy, unless you got Jesus, it ain't going to last. You're going to have the full joy. You want to be full of the Spirit. You want to be full of His Word. You want to be full of fellowship with Him. 1 John 5, 5.20 You know what? Get to know God. God wants to know you. God wants to know you. 1 John 5.20 That we may know Him that is true. And we are in Him that is true. You know what? You're in Christ. We're in Him. That's that, that's that body of Christ. That's being in with God. Being in. I like being in with people. I like being in with the brethren. I don't like being on the outs with the brethren. I got a verse for that later, but I don't want to get, but I like being in with God. Being in Him. Not in the darkness. First John chapter one, verse five. Says this then is the message that we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him, in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. We lie and do not the truth. You know what you're a liar then. Verse number 7, But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. You know what? I don't want to do not the truth. 
I want to be at that end part of that that verse 520. I want to be in the truth. Not not in the truth. Verse number 8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. No, read, turn over there, hold your place there, turn over to Proverbs chapter number 20. This is just. Proverbs chapter number 20. And in verse number 9. It says, who can say I have made my heart clean? I am pure for my sin. You know, we're all guilty. We're all guilty. But you got to confess it. You know what? I want this truth in me. I want to have fellowship with Christ. I want to have fellowship with God. And in 1 John chapter 1, verse number 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know what he talks through? He talks about fellowship with God. You know what the first thing he mentions you got to do? <laughs> Get your sin right. Confess your sin. Get your sin right. Confess it to Him. Verse number 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know what? He's faithful. He'll do it every time. He's just. And He'll cleanse you. Wash those garments white as snow. Amen. He's done it. He's done it for you. That's a big part of restoring that fellowship. You have to do that. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His Word is not in us. My little children, these things I write unto you that ye sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. You know what? Jesus restores that fellowship. Verse number 9, Hereby we know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. I'm sorry, verse number 2, And He is the propitiation for our sins, not only our for our sins, but also for the sins of the whole world. You know what? That's everybody. Everyone. Even the people you don't think are worthy of it. Jesus didn't just die for you. He died for everyone. And everyone still needs to hear it. You know what? You can have you can have fellowship with the Father through Jesus. Verse nine hereby hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. You know if you keep His commandments. You know what? You got to read it. You got a fellowship with it. You got to talk with it. You got to talk with him. It's not just a book to be left 
on the coffee table or up on your shelf or in the pew or in the back seat. I remember when I first got saved, I threw my Bible in the back seat and I had the car windows rolled down and every single page flipped over on itself and was folded over like this. You know, and that was the most I probably flipped through my Bible to straighten out every single page in the first year of getting saved. But eventually then you got to start growing. Preacher say something, you got to start. I mean, it's always pray, read your Bible, get to know God. But it says in here if you if you know some things. I tell you what, the more you get into this thing, the more you start knowing Him. Amen. More faith you got. More fellowship. Sometimes it's just you need the confidence. Sometimes it's just a conviction. But this chapter right here in First John, I can't tell you how much it's ever helped me. Yeah. Pastor read just those verses. I just says, man, I started reading through this and I had one way I wanted to preach it, but it'll help you with your fellowship with God and it'll help you with your fellowship with the brethren. Verse number four, he that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. That's pretty self-explanatory. Verse number five, but whoso keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know that we are in him. You know what? You keep that word, verily, the love of God is perfected. You know what? God's still working on you. I used to joke around, I haven't said it for a while, but all these kids get to sing, God's still working on me. I mean, I got to miss out on that childhood song. You know what? But God's still working on Mike. (laughs) You know what? The love of God still needs to be perfected in me. It's not there yet. I preached last Wednesday. I need to be more charitable. You know what? Charity never faileth. Never faileth. Does charity fail? Nope. Not according to God. They don't ever fail. Barely is the love of God perfected. You know what? I need that. And God wants that for us. God wants that for everyone. God willed that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. Everyone. Like I said before, even the people you don't think should be. Everybody. You know what? But you got to read it. You got to heed it. You got to look for him. You got to want to know him. Fellowship with God's important to know him, to know what he likes. What's God like? What he doesn't like? People say, you know, God doesn't hate anything. You obviously haven't read Proverbs chapter 6. Because <laughs> there's some things he doesn't like. Yeah. Ezekiel's full of a lot of them too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> God's going to judge some people. God don't like proud people. He'll like you when you're humble. He'll love you when you're humble. He likes you when you're broken looking for him. But there's some things that God doesn't like. What pleases Him? 
And that fellowship with them that will have your heart changed. Sometimes we can get a calloused heart. I mean, I do masonry. I've been doing masonry for over 25 years. It's a hard knock life. I got a hard heart sometimes. But the Lord will soften it. Have your mind changed. Working around the lost all day. Hearing what the lost talk about. Man, just, just doing that and then not getting in your word after a full day's work. Let that go on for a week or two. Pretty soon you'll be, they're not going to know you're a Christian. Let it cleanse you. Be more like Him. Verse number six He that saith he abideth in him also himself ought to walk as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye have had from the beginning, that the old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, that which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth, and he that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. Note that Bible says that he that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. So there's some people around here that you don't like. God says you're in darkness. And he that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. You know what I think about this? I heard that name mentioned this morning at Sunday school too. You know, Jesus sat there, not sat there, but he did. He kind of knelt down, took his garment off, girded himself with a towel, And you know what he did? He went there and he washed Philip's feet. Not you, Philip. He He washed Peter's feet. He washed James' feet. He washed John's feet. He washed Matthew's feet. He washed Luke's feet. Washed Mark's feet. But somewhere in there, you know whose feet he washed? Judas. Judas, man. I couldn't, I don't don't think I could do it. I'm not there yet. Or could you? But the Lord did it. You know why? Because the light's in him. And in him is no darkness. He says, you know what? I'm still going to give you a chance. Wash his feet. The one that's going to betray him. I mean, you just think about that. When you start hating on somebody. I don't like this person first. Yeah. If we're going to be more Christ-like, he washed Judas' feet. Verse number 11, But he that hateth his brothers in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whether he goeth, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. You know what I think of? I think of Saul. Psychopath Saul. <laughs> How Dan puts it. Saul hated David. Hated him. 
I had a thought, I had a thought and it's just a thought, but it was interesting. Through all that, you know, David never gave up. You know, when God's called you to do something, and you know of God, that's what you're called to, it doesn't matter what anybody else has got to say about it. I don't care. He's, I'm not, you're not going to be king. Well, God says I'm going to. And I don't need your permission. Well, I'm just going to have to wait this thing out. I hope that's an encouragement for you. It sure encouraged me. I don't know if we got much to do with this sermon, but he went through a lot. A lot. And Saul hated him. But David just kept on keeping on. Knowing who the Lord was. Having his confidence in God. And just kept on going. Proverbs eighteen nineteen. Hold your place there if you would. We'll wrap this thing up. Proverbs eighteen nineteen. It says a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like bars of a castle. You know what that's how it is. If you like I said before, I like being in with the brethren. Because once you get on the outs, I don't know if that if this is even where that came from. Might be. You're on the outs. A brother offended is harder to be one than a strong city. You know what? You're on the outs. You're on the outside of the city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. You know what? It's going to be hard to get back in. Better just to ask a brother to forgive you. I've had to do that. I'm a little rough around the edges sometimes. Sometimes a bit abrasive. The Lord's still working on me. So you better just, hey brother, I'm sorry. Hey sister, I'm sorry. My flesh got the best of me that time. Would you forgive me? I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to do that. Maybe you heard me wrong. Maybe you took it the wrong way. But can we just move past this? Love God. Love your neighbor. I just want to abide in Him. I want to be found in Him. Charity never faileth. Look at First John three eleven. Wrap this thing up. It says, "For this is the message that you heard from the beginning that." You should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one and slew his brother, and wherefore he slew him, because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. You know what Cain was? He was a murderer. 
But you also know what Cain's a type of? He's a type of that first birth. See, Adam was made. Eve was pulled out of Adam. But Cain was that first flesh birth. You know what Abel is? He's that second birth. He's that second birth. You know what? You need to get born again. But more, not more importantly, but you, you know what you got to get? You got to get that flesh in subjection. Because you know what that flesh is going to want to do? Every time that, flat, that flesh gets up and says, you know what? Well, that guy was, he did that. How come they're trying to be more holier than me? Despisers of those that are good. And then you'll get defensive. And you'll start thinking, yeah, yeah. And that flesh starts taking control. And you know, who knows where that's going to end up? Where You know where it ended up? It ended up murdering his brother. That's where it ended up. First time in the Bible. Just killed his brother. That flesh one. Focus on those spiritual things. It, that flesh will kill everything spiritual in your life. If you let it rule over it. If you let it. You need to mortify those members. Bring it into subjection. Mortify those deeds. Verse number 17 of chapter number 3. But whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? You know, when you see somebody have need, And you shut us up your bowels of compassion from him. If our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. I like that. You know what? Your heart condemns you. Get it right. Yeah. And if it condemns you not, you know what? Just stay right with that confidence. Right. Hey Amen. That's a, that's a good confidence to have. Because I remember when I didn't have it. Nobody likes being caught up in strife and contention. And no joy. Find somebody that doesn't have a bunch of joy. I'll, I'll show you something. And and everybody says you're not judging me. No, no, I'm just reading the book and just acknowledging what it has to say. Verse number twenty-two. And whatsoever we ask, we receive him because we keep his commandments and do these things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is the commandment that ye that that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He has gave us commandment. You know what? Have you believed on Him today? Have you believed on Jesus today? It really is simple. 
You can confess your sin to Him and come to Him and He will forgive you. That's what the Bible says. I think sometimes we just make this thing way too hard. I mean, we got the Romans Road. I'm all for the Romans Road. I got saved on the Romans Road through a track. But they're, I don't know why they haven't written a First John Road. <laughs> I started looking at this going, man, there's all kinds of verses in here. I'm just going to skip over this. No, I'm not. And this is the commandment that we should believe in that verse number 23, verse number 24. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him, and hereby, listen to this, we know, we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. You know, you got the Holy Ghost of God living in you if you're saved, born again Christian today. I mean, you got the Spirit of God in you. Do you know that? John says, We know. We know. Verse number 413. Hereby know that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his Spirit. Amen. You saved today? Do you want to get saved today? You just got to call upon Him. Call upon Him and save you. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as He is, so are we in this world. You know what? I, I want to have that boldness. I was talking with Brother Chris and he's talking about talking about his wife there on the phone the other day. And he goes, well, we just keep praying about this unless we see him in the air. And we can either see him at the judgment seat or we see him at the, at the rapture. But at the rapture, it sure would be nice to go walk up, run up to him and say, what took you so long? <laughs> Versus, is that him? How's your heart going to be? Are you going to be excited? Yeah, it's Jesus! Or, oh no! <laughs> Probably should have confessed some of my sins. Probably should have hated on that brother. Probably shouldn't have thought ill of that sister. Probably should have wouldn't got right with that brother and sister. Probably should have got right with God. Conclusion. You know what? Listen to God. Here is counsel. Here is counsel. You know what? Receive instruction. Receive it. God knows what's best for you. God does. And if there's something the Lord keeps putting on you and putting on you and putting on you and putting on you and you're not doing it, you're not doing it, you're not getting it right, get it right! Because after you do that, he's got something else for you. <laughs> it don't ever end. You know why? Because you don't know everything. I don't know everything. Sorry. Receive it on good ground. Receive it on good ground of your heart. Even if it hurts. Not shallow ground. 
Don't get offended. Don't leave church. Just because you don't like what the book says or what the preacher quoted from the book. It'll help you in the latter end. You know what? You don't know everything. You don't know all people. I mean, you can, and I'm, it's okay to give people advice, but you know what? Go to God for advice too. He's, he knows what's best. He's got a multitude of counselors in here that'll help you. Then ask, you know, other people, godly people, by the way. You know what? Fellowship with believers. You know what? Love the brethren. All of them. All of them. You want fellowship with God. Isn't that what he said? John said, truly our fellowship is, you can fellowship with us, but truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son. He said, you know what? That's that's what's important. Just fellowshipping with the Lord. You know what, Lord? Teach me. Change me. Talk with me. Give me confidence. You know what? And tell tell other people about the Lord. Let them see the Lord in you when you're going through it. Talk about the Lord. Tell them how He helped you. Tell them how you got saved. Tell them how He helps you from day, day to day. You know what? He still, he still saves people. You know what? You ain't saved today. Today is a good day to get saved. When that Bible says, and we'll just do this in closing, piano player, come up. You know what? He's still alive. First John chapter 5 and Verse number 11 says, And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know. You know what? You'll know it. You won't have to guess about it. You won't have to worry about it but you will know that I may, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. You know what? You can't be plucked out of His hand. You confess your sin, you know what? You're in. You call upon the name of the Lord, Lord, save me. He'll save you. You say, is it that simple? Yeah, it's that simple. They believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. I'll ask you in closing, brother, why don't you come up? There's somebody here today. I just say, preacher, I'd like to get saved. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. You know, maybe today, you know, the Lord just spoke to your heart and you say, you know what, preacher? I, man, I don't even know if I'm saved. 
Would that be you today? I wouldn't embarrass you. I asked you to call you out. Would you just would you just slip up your hand if you want to get saved today? Would there be somebody like that? Connected. We're all Christians here then, by everybody's profession. But you know what? Let's just go on. You know, just fellowship with the Lord. We got a potluck here, and we can fellowship with one another. If you got something ill with a brother or a sister, or even with the Lord, you got to get something right. You know, today'd be a good day to get it right. But as we sing, there's an altar open, and you can even pray in your seat. And but I pray you just do business with the brethren, do business with God, Brother Mike.